Welcome back to Growth Colony. For those of you who are first time listeners, you'll be hearing from B2B founders, CMOs, and marketing leaders. We chat about the newest and most effective tools and strategies in the B2B space. I'm Alex Hipwell with Xgrowth, and your co-host for this podcast, where we go candid with our guest successes and failures, so you don't make the same mistakes. At least hopefully you don't. Let's dive in. Hi, everyone. Shaheen with Xgrowth. We are here with Luke Marshall, and we're going to sit down and have a talk about hidden costs of B2B marketing in this episode of Growth Colony Podcast. Listen up. Hi, Luke. Thanks for joining us. Hi, Shane. How are you? I'm, I'm good. I'm pretty good. Uh, I'm excited about this, uh, this episode and to, uh, to make this happen. So thanks a lot for joining us. Uh, thanks and, for having me. I believe this is the first episode, so I feel privileged to be a participant in uh, this endeavor of yours. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Thanks, uh, thanks for, uh, for joining us. And uh, it's exciting to uh, to launch the podcast, the the B Australia B two B marketing podcast. So, um, looking forward to it. Absolutely, let's talk about hidden costs of B two B marketing. It's an interesting topic, and it's it's probably something that is not discussed very often uh, because uh, maybe cost is not a very attractive uh, attractive concept. But I, th- I think it's a very important concept, and it's something that a lot of business owners or whoever it is that is engaged in marketing might not take into consideration when they're about to embark on that journey and start to uh, start do marketing. And, you know, if they're, if they're working with an agency or um, if they're working with an agency, agencies usually don't want to maybe show those hidden costs because that might be something that they could later on charge. But even internally, um, sometimes it's a lot of things are overestimated or sorry, underestimated when uh, when they're about to embark on something so you know what are your thoughts on that and and you know maybe on on that note uh it would be good to get your thoughts but before we do that mm. can you tell us a little bit about some people who might not know you and might have not heard about you can you give us a quick intro of who you are and and uh, what's your background yeah of course um I, i'd assume most people don't know who i am uh, i try and keep a lowish profile and um, probably talk a lot of uh, crap on Twitter. So unless you're an avid Twitter user, you you might not be aware of me, but I've worked in marketing for the last 13 years or so, worked across agencies, was very fortunate to be able to work for Google in in Singapore and Sydney, Uh, worked in a consultative fashion over the years, worked in the startup space, uh, joined Facebook in in Melbourne and um, led their FMCG uh, sales marketing efforts uh, over two years with clients like L'Oreal, Mondelez, uh, CUB, and uh, sort of uh, segueing into consulting again. So um, left an agency at the end of last year and really enjoying, uh, you know, putting my feelers out, seeing where I can add value and and currently working with a few businesses on, um, I guess, more in the B2B space actually. So, you know, helping them um, uh, realize how they can acquire more customers, uh, you know, how to position um, themselves when they are talking to customers and um, really always mapping it to an outcome, which sort of, I guess, bleeds into what what the topic is that you've mentioned, which, you know, there's hidden costs involved with 
uh, engaging uh, consultants, agencies, uh, internal teams, and uh, being aware of them uh, can be really helpful. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So let's let's dive into it. What are some of the um, you know like for you and when, when you're working with uh, with with these organizations? What are some of the hidden costs that you tend to come across that it is something that people might have not taken into consideration before? Yeah. It can be really obvious to people that you know um, buy service X and it and it, and it comes at, at at Y price, but with hidden costs, um, when you're looking at a line item, there there are things that you might not be aware of that can cost further money down the road or further time, and some of the things uh, I've noticed around this area. Uh, is one is, is like time to educate. So uh, you might have an outstanding solution and it can take time to educate people on the merit of that solution, which is a cost you might not have factored in. Um, you know, when, when you're in B2B space, there's usually lots of stakeholders, um, some being domain experts and, and others being, you know, uh, new to marketing. And, and so educating the various stakeholders is probably another you know, thing that you might not consider. Um, hidden operational costs. So you joked about it a little bit at the at the start where agencies might not want you to know all the costs involved and, and some can pick up, uh, you know, can, can catch you unawares. So that's something to be aware of. Um, and also, you know, what you're missing out on. So you, you might commit to something, but uh, you're doing that at the expense of uh, something else. So um, there's probably a hidden cost in, in missing out as well. And um, just one extra one that, that sort of springs to mind as well is uh, lower cost work environments. So, um, yeah, you, you could uh, outsource it to a um, the job to, to somewhere where it's a bit cheaper to execute or, or get it done. Uh, but, you know, there's hidden costs around that too because, um, there might be uh, an extra need to train, an extra need to communicate and end up costing more hours than you might have otherwise uh, factored in. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. That, that's a really good list. Let's, um, let's, let's dive in there and kind of explore those items that you mentioned. So the, the very first one that you mentioned was, uh, was time to educate. And I know this is probably a massive one that people misinterpret or or don't take into consideration at all, you know, like like buying a CRM and not training the sales and marketing team. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Can you can you can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, uh, absolutely. So the the time to educate uh, can sort of uh, almost be an extraneous line item at the end, but if the tool or, or strategy or, or approach you're undertaking is uh, you know, on the on the higher end side or more advanced, uh, that extraneous line item might be a lot larger than, than what you're giving credit. Uh, you know, you use the example of of a CRM. Um, you know, we've we've got uh, you know, there's businesses I've worked with that have deployed the sort of the largest ones out there, like Salesforce, and they're sort of multi-year uh, operations that. Um, when it's in the in the pre-sales and the sign-off stage, it maybe aren't fully factored in as a as hey maybe this will take more time to educate um, a, a business than, than than what we're thinking. And um, you know, on a, on a smaller level, it can be uh, 
yeah, things like um, the time to educate your stakeholders. So um, you might be ready to sign off on that uh, new uh, email email marketing solution, but you've got to educate maybe legal that that this is this is something worthwhile and uh, or operations that this is actually a cost that will save us money in the long run and. Um, that 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 championing through uh, can be be a cost that you know you might not have factored in when you were keen to sign it off in the first place. Yeah, that's that's very interesting. I think there's a there's I've heard of a rule of thumb that they're saying if you're if you're buying a tool, um, you got to take into consideration the change management cost of that tool is three times the price that you're paying for the tool. So. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, the change management component, which education is is definitely in there, mm-hmm. is uh, is not just the cost of the tool, but it could be multiple times uh, that, and and you've got to take that into consideration in order to be able to get the maximum benefit out of that. The other thing that you mentioned was was stakeholder management. Can you tell us a little bit about that when it comes to marketing? Yeah, like most marketers know a, 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 a fair amount about. You know, project management and, and and being able to get something in from um, inception through to delivery through to you know measurement and ensuring it works uh, by stakeholder management. Uh, I I mean that I guess the the, the people element and the, the different uh, parties that are involved in a in an enterprise or a larger organisation where uh, you're not only trying to marshal the project through but you're also uh, playing the game a little bit in terms of understanding the various hierarchies at play, uh, the various power dynamics, um, you know, what uh, departments need, what their levers and drivers are. And um, you know, you'll constantly be um, under pressure to explain a concept, uh, explain it in a way that a department understands, and then uh, re-explain it, often succinctly, which if you don't have experience uh, in, in doing that, uh, you know, it can be frustrating. Um, you know, it, it can be a, a less visible cost to, to what you were talking about, um, uh, change management. And it also sharpens, uh, I guess, your um, uh, internal marketing capabilities. Like you need to know when to zoom into the detail uh, when you're, you're talking to someone who's detail-oriented and also knowing when to deliver the elevator pitch, like this helps us get X, let's move on. And uh, a lot of that comes from the personal dynamics and your ability to read relationships that uh, is definitely a learned skill. No, Yeah, that's very true. That's very true. And the other thing that is probably very closely aligned with with stakeholder management costs that are that are there is the is the operational costs mm. right and you mentioned that um earlier can you can you can we explore that a little bit and what what do we mean by operational costs yeah so i guess your obvious of operational costs are, and you know you're signing on an agency or or you're committing to a new tool or or you're committing some time to a new approach that you want to undertake so you know there's things like cost of tools and you know what budget you're going to spend on this? You know, hosting and, and and hours spent. Like these are all very visible operational costs that you you, you might um, tag to a, a project or initiative and go oh, okay. But um, 
I think that the hidden cost element or the hidden operational cost could be, uh, you know, uh, things attached to the initiative that uh, might not um, happen at the speed that you want. So uh, things like the time it takes to learn, uh, the time it takes um, if they they don't get it in the time that you've estimated, um, the time it takes to ramp up and have this solution or initiative firing on all cylinders, um, you know, the, the uh, returns that you're projecting and whether they are align on, on sort of what... Um, you anticipated and uh, most of uh, B2B marketing involves dealing with, with some sort of sales resource who, who is selling you a solution and they will uh, generally, not to, you know, um, demonise anyone, they will generally promise the world. They will say this is, you know, a silver bullet, this will, um, this will solve your problems and, uh, you know, generate a return and uh, sometimes it, those returns don't come at the pace that you wish and that's probably um, a hidden cost because unexpected things come up, um, especially in uh, larger organisations. Yeah, very true. And I think, you know, going back to the point that you mentioned that, hey, yeah, you know, take into consideration the hours that it takes to, to do something, those might be super obvious. I think in some situations that might also not be the case. Mm, like yeah. we do... Um, as you know, we do a lot of a lot of ABM campaigns, and they're very very resource intensive. And when somebody says, "Hey, we're doing ABM, we're going to be sending letters out to to people," that's not going to have much cost. It's you know, it's the cost of the paper and the printing <laughs> and the envelope, and then the post. What you don't realize is how much time it's going to take to prepare that actually that yeah. one envelope. So, um, so, and then all of a sudden you're like, Hey, that's, we're just going to send 50 envelopes out. But what you, what you haven't taken into consideration is that that could potentially take away two days of one person, you know, two solid days, um, of 16, all of a sudden, initially you're saying, Hey, it's just a couple of envelopes. It's, uh, it's probably about a dollar of a stamp uh, mm. for the envelope and, and a little bit of here and there, let's say it's hundred bucks, right? That's going to be a hundred bucks. But when you, when somebody sits down and actually do it and you take away, it takes away two days of theirs, right? Whatever rate that, let's say they're $40 an hour resource, which is, you know, not, not unreasonable um, mm-hmm. to assume that all of a sudden is, you know, upwards of five extra 500 bucks. So that, that hundred bucks of, uh, Hey, we're just sending some letters just, uh, um, became multiplied by uh, by by uh, five or six so yeah. I think I think that operational cost sometimes looks visible quote unquote might also not be the case. and um, it reminds me of sort of the, the tip of the iceberg analogy you sort of got those those envelopes at the tip which is the very visible cost so then you've sort of got the the main part of the iceberg underneath which you know breaking it down like who's gonna get the brief for the the copy uh, how's the letter going to be crafted and even one that i think um and uh, who's going to follow up afterwards like you know uh the, the, have you accounted for the lag it takes for someone to to read that and and respond or 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 be prompted to respond and um you know in a world where everything's um i guess 
increasingly transactional in that everything can be measured, there's still things that um, don't jump immediately to mind that absolutely need to be factored in as well. I totally agree with you. Totally agree with you. Um, the last thing that you said, uh, or, or I think the one before mm. last, uh, mm. was um, was the things that you're missing out on and, and how that could be a cost. What do you mean by that? I guess uh, it can really come down to uh, knowing what your strategy is and being sure that what you're uh, opting into is the right approach for the job. And so because if you're not 100% sure or haven't spent the time uh, front-loading the, the analysis and, and, and the, the um, engineered the right approach, then the risk is there's things you're missing out on. And so uh, someone might tell you, we need to go big on SEO for this business. We know there's a lot of long tail. Uh, we know, you know time well spent on SEO uh, is going to have uh, good returns for our business in, in the long run. Cool. You might be on board with that. But uh, one of the hidden costs might be a sales team that's looking for direct response copy uh, to get leads in tomorrow. Like they're looking for very short turnaround uh, direct mail, EDMs, uh, you know, punchy uh, white papers that can generate, uh, you know, returns for that sales team. Now, a hidden cost is you've committed your resource to SEO, your content team or agency or, or even yourself at, at sort of building out uh, as much content that can sort of be guided on, on a longer time horizon. And so, uh, and uh, a hidden cost is is committing too far one way at the expense of other other things, and so um, you need to be aware of what you're trading up and down with, and um, also be sure that what you're focusing on is 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 what what is necessary, and that there's measurement and a feedback loop in place. Because uh, if you are you know focusing down on that channel, uh, you need to be able to justify it works and prove it works. Yeah. And I think a lot of people fall into that trap, you know, um, SEO and SEM are probably the oldest, um, tools of the digital marketing trade. So a lot of people talk about it. A lot mm. of people have heard about them, mm. you know, not a lot of people might've heard about, you know, how you could leverage LinkedIn organic for, uh, for the growth of your business. But a lot of people, a lot more people have heard about search engine optimization. And you're right. When they think marketing, they're like, okay, I guess I have to do SEO. And, um, and that becomes, that becomes a challence that becomes, you just, just like you said, they tie down their resources in one area and, and some of the other areas that might have a much immediate impact will be neglected. No, that's, that's, that's really a good point. The other thing that you mentioned, uh, there was one last point I had. Uh, what, can you remind me what was what was the last thing that you mentioned? Uh, I think uh, it was lower cost environments, and um, in terms of uh, I guess or orchestrating committing to uh, lower cost environments, particularly you know, so thinking like things like um, 
outsource uh, freelance work via the likes of an Upwork or, um, or or a freelancer, or and you're just committing to a um, a dev team that, that that's overseas that might have um, cheaper rates because of the lower cost of labour. And um, there there is absolute merit to to um, orchestrating projects in, in this fashion. I'm not I'm neither for nor against, and have done you know. Uh, very high-end work and and, and very um, uh, cost-efficient work in the past. But uh, there's definitely hidden costs associated with um, pursuing cost efficiency um, at the expense of uh, maybe uh, things you haven't accounted for, like uh, quality control, um, needing to over-explain what you need, multiples upon multiples of, of revision that um, aren't quite getting uh, the solution you're after. So, you know, um, some of these solutions that it can end up inflating costs and being um, more than the original budget just based on, uh, you know, you wanting to avoid the one thing that, that, that you needed to do, which is, is pay for a solution that, that, that fits, fits the brief and is at the right price. Yeah, I totally agree with you on that. I think, you know, um, I think a lot of people make that mistake by by saying, you know, I'm going to go remote and I'm going to I'm going to save cost. And I think that's a great strategy, but it's a great strategy if you are very well versed in terms of what you need and what you want, right? And if you are, you are able to find talent that correct they can do it for a lower rate and they will do a very good job but if you are not very well versed in let's say the process of building a website Mm. um, or the um, running campaigns if you're not very well well versed and you can't pick the right pieces and put them in the right place then it's very dangerous of of going the cheap route um, because you can't tell good from not that it's bad, but but quality from non-quality. Yeah. I, think, uh, yeah. I really like what you said about um, the difference between sort of being uh, sort of unaware or, or not as educated on what you need versus um, knowing exactly what you need and being able to be prescriptive. Uh, I think it's, it's worth a point reiterating because you, know, you come to a, say, an email marketing expert, uh, they might not... Uh, write all their copy, but they are, are legit, you know, they know how to write a prescriptive brief to an external resource that will help get the best possible result and, and they can um, oversee it and know what to look for and how to engineer a brief that will get that um, cost-efficient outcome. Whereas if you've never done you know, sustained email marketing before and you, you throw that out to... Um, Say a lower cost work environment, you 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 aren't going to get quality back, and so um, I think striking the right balance and, and choosing what projects you are going to save a few pennies on because you know um, it's more manual work and you can sort of guide it. Um, it, it you know, it's a learned skill and something that that is, is key. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You got something ringing there. Um, Sorry, hang on. We'll cut it off. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> we'll cut that part out. Um, but um, 
No, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I, I personally had a uh, experience where we had a, uh, a client who had gone through that process and they were not familiar with quality, right? What, what dictates in quality and how does the, the X process, whatever the process is, how does the X process work, right? They didn't have that understanding. And, um, you know, in the span of, I think three years or so, they, they redesigned and rebuilt their website three times. Um, expensive, uh, and, and they didn't necessarily save, save a lot of money as well. They were expensive exercises, but um, not being familiar with what are all the pieces that go in and, and how that pans out is, is, I think, just like you said, it's very crucial. Yeah. I just, I just thought of another one just based on what you said, which was, um, you know, uh, a hidden cost can be uh, the need to do it again to what you said. Like, uh, you know, you might anticipate that uh, you've aligned with, with someone who can deliver this solution and then it needs a round two. No one budgets for a round two, but that is a hidden cost uh, if you don't get it right the first time. Very true. You know, that's, actually, when you say that, I, I was... Um, in in a different life, I was in in software development, right? Yeah. And um, and in that space, what a lot of people who are new to software development, they're building a solution. What they don't realize is, if you are putting a, so- a piece of software out for the first time, and the users are going to play with it, you are going to have multiple iterations of of that software improve based on user feedback. Nobody thinks about that. A lot of you know people who are new to that space think that hey, I'm going to put this out and it's going to be great. Not taking into consideration that within maybe even six months, your application is going to be completely different mm-hmm. or to a, to a massive degree different from what you built. Where you've only taken into consideration, I'm just going to build an application that's going to work. So that's a that's a very good point. Fantastic. This was, we, you know, we went through six really solid points. Um, and, uh, and what I have over here is a six, six main points were, uh, number one, the time to educate on, on whatever it is that we're doing. Number two is the stakeholder management and the three hidden operational costs. And number, um, four, it's what you're missing out. Number five was, um, the, the, the yeah going yeah. going cheaper yeah. uh, and 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 uh paying the price for that and number six was um the uh it, now I, i'm blanking um, right. I, I remember this one too because um no one budgets for a round two for round two thank <laughs> you thank you so much you did it right the first time <laughs> no thank you so um thank you. And, and on that note this was a great episode uh luke now if people want to know more about you or or reach you what is the best way that they can uh they can hit you up yeah awesome so uh, on linkedin i'm i'm, I'm pretty active too so i uh, just look up luke marshall or marshall on uh, linkedin and uh twitter is as like i joked about at the start i uh i love a bit of banter on twitter so just follow marshall on uh, on twitter marshall how do you write that m-a-r-s-h-w-a-h so fantastic. it's been a good handle for me over the years. <laughs> fantastic. Well, you heard it, uh, everyone. Um, make sure you uh, hit Luke up. And uh, on that note, Luke, again, thank you so much for, uh, for this episode. 
And thanks for everyone for listening. And we'll, uh, we'll, we'll be with you in the next episode. Take care. Thank you. Cheers. Thanks so much for joining us on this episode. If you enjoyed it, we'd love it if you rate and review it on Apple Podcasts or your platform of choice. And for more B2B growth content, check out our website, growthcolony.org. Looking forward to seeing you in the next episode. Have a great day.